Hey, welcome to Watch Missions Live. My name is Aaron Jennings, and being one of the first few episodes on a brand new podcast with a brand new platform, Watch Missions Live, what does that mean? We wanted to take some time and like really show you what Watch Missions Live is and kind of how it came about, how it came to be. I'm a fan of genuine and real, so instead of just scripting a story or a video to tell you, I wanted to actually let you in on an interview or a conversation that I had with, um, with another guy about Watch Missions Live. So it goes into a little bit about my story, how it came to be, how we, trans, um, how we switched our gears into working to full-time missionaries, and then the struggles along the way that developed into Watch Missions Live and what it's becoming now. So enjoy the interview and let me know what you think. If you're like me, you have a heart for missions and may have already done some missions work yourself but you also see some huge issues in the way missions are being done. Like why are we still sending out monthly newsletters in a digital age when technology allows for instant updates in the palm of your hand? Or why are we convinced that we need to raise two years support before going when all 12 disciples dropped what they were doing and walked away? Or why are we allowing denominations to decide who can and cannot go do what God is calling them to do just because of things they've done in their past? And at what point did we brand following Christ to be a life of scarcity and sacrifice when it's truly a life of abundance and privilege? These are some of the blaring questions in the missions world today. And Watch Missions Live is here to reshape the way you see missions. It's time for missionaries to rise up, create a shift in perspective, a change, a revolution in the way things are done and give you the real story. One of abundance, fulfillment, and privilege. My name is Aaron Jennings, and welcome Watch Missions Live. In 2011, my wife and I were dating and we were police officers in Wichita, Kansas. I grew up in ministry, missions. My dad did all sorts of stuff. He was a youth, uh, youth leader at Teens for Christ growing up. So I grew up around like missionaries and, and ministry. And um, in 2011, we actually sold everything, quit our jobs, got married, and all left the country as full-time missionaries all in the month of May. Wow. So in one month, we just like got it all out of the way. Um, but God called us to go to Thailand and help a pastor. And we didn't raise any money. We didn't have a sending church. We just felt like God said go. So we picked up and went. Um, and when we did that, we had one sending organization that told us we were flying by the seat of our pants because we weren't raising money before we went. And I was like, I'm not here to argue with you, but that's, you know, it's not what we were told to do, so we're not doing it that way. <laughs> right. And I was like, I don't know what to tell you. We're just not doing it that way. Your way is fine. It's just not what we were told to do. I mean, we were leaving like a month later. I was like, even if we were going to do it your way and raise funds, we still couldn't. We don't have time. And honestly, I had 12 pastors that I reached out to around Wichita, Kansas at that time just to take them out to lunch and sit down and pick their brains like, hey, God's calling me to do this. I'm going to do it but I would love to just talk to people to just, you know, pick your brains on like how you guys do things. And 12 out of 12 asked me what denomination I was and wouldn't talk to me. Right. You know, and, and, and come to find out, like, it's just because, you know, everybody has their own problems, their own passions, their own um, project. And, you know, a church is just like anybody else. They have missions projects. They have their church themselves. So if somebody from the outside comes in and God hasn't called them to it, they can't just spend their time and money helping with something new, right? So, I mean, I get it. 
But at the same time, I was like, as we went on into our missions, you know, adventure, I was like, what about all the people that God's calling them to go do something? And they feel like this is the only way and they don't know how to do it. And they're like, what do we do? And people are like, well, raise two years support, get our insurance, and then we'll send you to the places that we have projects. And that was our thing. Like, God's not sending us to your project, though. He's not saying just get into missions. He's saying go help that guy at that place with his thing. And there was nothing anybody could do to help. And that's, like I said, it's perfectly fine. I'm not bashing anything. But I think it's time for the system to change. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm a systems and strategy coach. And we build online courses and we leverage the internet to be able to travel the world and do things. And for me to have that skill, I believe it comes from God and I should use it so I don't lose it. And so I'm like, how do I take this idea and put it into reshaping the missions world? To where missionaries aren't seen as scarce and broke mm -hmm. and needing your help. Like if God calls you to go, he's going to provide for you. You're a child of God and that's an abundant life, a life of privilege, not a life of sacrifice. Because never once did I feel like we sacrificed while we were traveling the world, right. meeting cool people, debt free, <laughs> no job we had to go through. Like I'm missing the sacrifice part. Right. Not understanding where our culture gets this idea other than we think you're broke, so you should be broke, that kind of a thing. So we want to get that side of missions out into the world. And as missionaries, we wanted to tell people our stories, but we saw that people wanted to hear them, but then they kind of didn't. And as we asked questions and the longer we were in it, we figured out like there was this stigma, a financial barrier, if you will, to where people were afraid to come ask questions because then they'd feel like they need to give. And so we couldn't just tell the world because we weren't after anybody's number, uh, money. So we just wanted to tell people, you know, like, Hey, God did this, God did that. Cause we moved to Thailand with one way tickets. And when we got there, we found out a Buddhist lady knew we were coming and built us a place to stay. So wow. we lived in a bamboo hut on a bamboo farm, beautiful for free the whole time. We actually ended up getting separated from our pastor because he started doing Buddhist things again. And we had to separate from him. And now we were in an area that spoke no English whatsoever. And we were in a rural town. And this Buddhist lady drove us around and she took care of us. And she, she let us drive her truck. And she told more people about our Christian God than our pastor did when we were working with him. Wow. And she's still Buddhist. And so we wanted to tell the world these stories but people are nervous about hearing them because they're afraid we're going to ask for money at the end. And I'm like, no, this isn't a scarcity story. This is an awesome story. <laughs> like, and right. we're not after your money. We just want you to hear this so that you understand God's moving today, just like he was in the Bible days. Like it's going on. And unfortunately, I think there's so many stories out there of God doing these things and we're missing them because we don't fit into the gaps and the missionaries um, I started asking other missionaries because we felt like we were alone. As soon as we left the country, it was like, okay, our parents and our close friends know where we're at, but that's it. We're out here by ourselves. Like nobody else knows or cares that we're here. And we started kind of asking other missionaries throughout time as we ran across people and stuff and reaching out to missionaries that I knew over the years growing up. And um, one girl in particular, she's been in missions for over 20 years. Like she was going to be a missionary from the day she was born. Everybody knew it. And she did. She went straight to it. 
So like, um, I recently talked to her and she said, they're trying to buy a hundred thousand dollar house and they can't get the money for it because nobody will loan money to the missionaries, right? Because I mean, you're trying to buy a house in another country and we don't know you, you're unemployed and homeless on paper to the U S yeah. you know, so she can't get a hundred thousand dollar loan after serving God for 20 years in the missions field. And I believe that we get paid based on the amount of value we bring to the marketplace. And if I truly believe there's a heaven and hell, then the people telling people about heaven are the most valuable job on earth. And we treat them like they're not worthy to wash, to clean our toilets and they should be paid right. that. And so it frustrates me. And then at the same time, she says that, she can't post pictures of where they're living because she's afraid that some of her supporters won't keep supporting her because they'll think she's living in too nice of a place. She's in an underprivileged country. You know, the money goes right. a lot farther. Yep. A little bit of money gets you a nice place, but then missionaries can't post that they actually took a vacation once in the last five years because, because they're afraid supporters won't give them money. And there's all this, this financial barrier, you know, where we think because we've donated that we get a say in what the missionaries do with it and that they should live at a certain level. And at the same time, missionaries are afraid to be able to post how amazing God is and what he's providing for them because they're afraid they might lose the money of people. So there's this money problem because that means that neither side is looking at God for everything. We still have this thing in the back of our heads, even if we don't realize it, that these people are giving me my money. And if I show too much of God's abundance, I'm going to lose my money. And then the people are saying, I'm going to give you my money that I worked hard for. But if I don't think you're using it right, I'm going to take it away. And it's like both sides are not saying, hey, this is all God's. Right. You know, we should be like killing the game and living in it. Right? So the missionaries come to church, they have the presentation, you take a love offering, they disappear. And you see them once or twice a year when they come back for more money because we gave right. them just enough to scrape by for the next six months. <clears throat> and they won't ask for any more because they have what they need. And right. if we would have raised what we needed when we went to do things, we wouldn't have had most of what we had because God blessed us beyond what we needed. We got to do all sorts of amazing things. And I feel like if we would have had what we needed already, we would have missed what he was trying to give us. Right. Because we'd have been like, no, we're good. Thanks. And passed it on. But the next thing I thought of was we always had what we needed. And then we had things that we didn't need, but we wanted or liked or wanted to go do because somebody took us somewhere or did something or said, this is for you or whatever. But I also have noticed this is across the board. If you took an extra $10,000 and gave it to a missionary, that money doesn't just go buy shoes. <laughs> right. They're like, oh, yeah, we can finally get the van. And they'll just go buy the van and help the ministry. Like, they don't think any yeah. deeper than that. It's like, how can we help people? We got a bunch of money. Let's give it. But, then, but we say it's not okay for them to have a bunch of money. But then in the world, the same Christians that refuse to pay the pastor or the missionaries We'll go out and make a hundred grand at work and be like, man, that's awesome. We should try to get two. <laughs> it's like, right. What if we taught missionaries to focus on God, no hindrance whatsoever from the world, but focus on God and we go with them. We teach them how, and then we teach them how to manage their money and how to make money using online stuff 
from wherever they're at using these skills. And then we, so they actually generate income to better themselves so that they're not lacking a house if they want to after 20 right. years of serving God. You know, what if missionaries were actually making buku bucks while focusing on doing what God wanted them to do? I think that's what we were created to do anyway, was focus on God first. But he never said, hey, focus on me and be broke. Right. You know, I mean, he that said, actually, I give you and make more out of it. Well, and he said the complete opposite even. I mean, seek first the kingdom and righteousness. And all these things will be added to you, right? And all these you know, things, not just enough. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, all of it. <laughs> so. so we're everything that Watch Missions Live is, is about shifting people from scarcity to abundance and sacrifice to privilege. That's the main goal of what we're wanting to do. And right off the bat, it was like, let's just start getting messages out there and see what comes of it like this. And my prayer has always been, Lord, I think this is you. So I'm going to go 110% that way, thinking it's you. If it's not you, shut the door, and I will stop. If it is you, I want to make sure that I'm going 110% towards it so that I'm not waiting, trying to figure out and make sure. I'm just going to go, and if it, instead of waiting till you tell me for sure, I'm going to wait for you to stop me. Even though like right. I'm the founder and the creator and I've been there, all this type of stuff, and it's my baby, it's my call on my life, I feel, I've, I've told God, I'm like, this is still your thing. So if I end up not being involved at all later, you vote me off the island and keep it going, I'm still going <laughs> right. to give you 110% until we get there. This needs to be a world domination mindset of mm -hmm. it's never good enough until we get the whole world understanding we've reshaped this whole missions idea. Hey, thank you for your time. Please remember to rate and subscribe. After being a full-time missionary, I got tired of people looking at me like it must be really hard to do what you do. And they'd say things like, I'd love to be able to do something like that, but insert excuse. When the real reason was because they saw what we were doing as a sacrifice. That to do missions work, they would have to give up everything that quite honestly was forcing them to do things they didn't like for people they couldn't stand so they could afford things that they didn't need. The truth is, as full-time missionaries, it was one of the few times in my life when I was truly fulfilled. It was the closest to God I'd ever been. Debt-free, not stressed, and living the life of an adventure I'd always wanted. If you too believe that it's time for a change, then head over to watchmissionslive.com and join the revolution.